Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Without further ado, here's our fearless host, Randy Wilbur. Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast. I'm excited today to be with my next guest, uh, Nicole Calhoun. She is, uh, well, I don't know how to put this, but I follow her on Instagram and I don't stalk her, which would be weird, but I do try to do (laughs) a lot of the stuff that she shares on Instagram. She is uh, she is a yoga master at at the at best and a contortionist of epic proportion that has caused me not pain, but definitely some discomfort in trying to um, mimic the things that she does online. But without further ado, (laughs) I I really want to um, want the audience just to give uh, Nicole Calhoun a big welcome. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Nicole, I should say Dr. Calhoun for coming on the podcast today. 
How are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm really well. Thank Good. you so much for having me. That's awesome. That's awesome. So listen, uh, for those that listen to this podcast on a regular basis, and as we were talking earlier, I, the first thing I love to do is for you. I mean, I could obviously read your bio. I could share that, but that's not as cool as it is hearing in the first person somebody's background and story. And so as I ask all of our guests, uh, I would love for you just to give us a little cliff note version of your superhero origin story and, and yeah. how you got to where you are right now. Um, well, we're, we're speaking about yoga, obviously, because that's the bulk of my life and the bulk of my time right now. But as you said, I'm also a doctor, I have a PhD in molecular biology, and actually just stepped away from my full time job as a molecular biologist um, during the pandemic. And so now I'm a full time yoga instructor and a yoga studio owner. Um, I'm also a yoga ambassador with Lululemon and a ambassador with Garmin. And so my life is basically centered around yoga <laughs> for the time being anyways. Um, so I got into yoga maybe about 12 years ago. Um, I had some car accidents that, you know, left me with a lot of back and neck pain that I couldn't get rid of. I didn't want to take uh, medication for pain. And so my doctor suggested I try yoga. Um, I went to a power yoga class, which is, you know, if anybody knows anything about yoga, one of the hardest yoga classes you can attend as my first yoga class. And I was immediately addicted. Um, I was an athlete in college. And so I loved something that gives me a physical challenge. And so I kept going back um, and kept going back, just determined to do as well as I could and heal my back and neck pain. Um, and after practicing for about six years or so, the back pain was gone, the neck pain was gone. And I decided to take a yoga teacher training. Um, I took a yoga teacher training, I think in 05 it was, and um, started teaching yoga not too long after the te- after the, the training ended. Taught for a few years and then decided, you know, I think I have something special to offer that I can use to, um, to establish a new career. And branched out on my own at that time and opened up um, Elixir Yoga Lounge, which is my yoga studio. Wow, man, that, that is so, so obviously, and and, you know, it's, I've talked to a lot of people that have been through, uh, unfortunately car accidents and, uh, other, you know, maybe some accidents at work and, and they have found yoga to be one of the few things that has provided some comfort and relief. Are you, you, so you're, are you totally healed now from whatever back pain that you endured with that, uh, with your accident? Oh, yes, for sure. Okay. And okay. It, thank goodness it was nothing, you know, serious or debilitating, no bone breaks or anything like that. So it was essentially all muscular yeah. things that needed to be worked out and, you know, reestablished to be even. So, yes, all the back pain is gone. Oh man, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. So, so, so tell me a little bit, I, I'd be curious to know in, in, in your former life as a molecular biologist, and now the fact that you're mm-hmm. leaving, what drew you mm-hmm. to that? I mean, why did you, was that just a, something that somebody kind of said, oh, well, you have, um, you have the, the inclination towards this, or were you just a, like, a, were you just a science nerd growing up? Definitely was not a science nerd growing up. I actually remember, um, <laughs> this is funny, I don't tell too many people this, but I actually failed high school chemistry Ooh, okay. <laughs> and, had to, and had to take it twice. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and, but when I got to college, um, you know, I had to take a biology class and was really interested about the stuff that I was learning. And um, as I went through my freshman year, fall and spring semesters, I noticed that a lot of my friends who were in my science classes were doing poorly and I was doing well. 
And I was like, man, you know, maybe you're good at this. Maybe you really like this and you can, you can make a career out of it. Yeah. And so I, I declared a, um, a biology major and, and um, have stuck with science ever since. Um, contemplated, going, contemplated going to medical school at one point, but, you know, it's just decided that's not for me. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really feel like I, I just, I don't like being around sick people. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, well, you chose their, and, you chose and uh, blood and things. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so funny. My mother had, uh, she always joked with me. She said, you know, she legitimately wanted to be a doctor until she was 12 and fell, fell out of a tree. And when she saw the blood, uh, cause she busted <laughs> open her knee, she said, that was it. I was done. So she went off and became a teacher, but you know, I, I would say that, uh, and I, I would venture to say that she, she impacted enough lives as a teacher, um, that would be commensurate with being a doctor. So, um, so there's certainly nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely. Well, I still had the, I still had the great desire to help people. Um, so I turned to science, you know, I figured I could discover drugs or discover healing options or other medicines to help people and have the opportunity to help people on a more massive scale than treating a, one patient at a time. I could either yeah. tra- treat one patient at a time or I could, you know, discover a vaccine and help, you know, potentially millions of people. Mm-hmm. And so it, it worked out in the end. Like I, I got to do what I wanted to do on a more massive scale, which is help people in a biomedical way. And I didn't have to be around blood. Well, there you go. Or sick people. Or sick people. There you go. There you go. So, so tell, I'd love for you just to kind of break down for the audience. Uh, Cause you know, I know there are different types of yoga. Uh, power yoga is, uh, I'm not as familiar with as I am with like Bikram style or hot yoga. And I, I'd be curious if you could just give us just a quick definition for power yoga as it compares to the other styles or types of yoga that are out there. Of course. So I think that most people, when they think of yoga, think that it's just stretching. (laughs) And there are definitely types of yoga that, you know, are more geared toward developing flexibility on, you know, a more calm level, more relaxing level. Um, There are several different types of yoga that when when it came to the U.S. um, from the East that were developed over the years. And one of those is power yoga. Um, Power yoga is a form of yoga where you are taught to move in synchrony with your breath. And as you do that, as you do that, your heart rate is going to get up. You're going to sweat. It's a form of cardiovascular exercise. Um, there are a lot of strength elements and also a lot of flexibility elements. So I like to tell my students that, you know, the point of a power yoga class is to challenge your body physically so that you can learn to heal through the breath and through focus on the mind. Yeah, that, you know, and that makes perfect sense. Cause like I said, I mean, I legitimately uh, follow you on, on um, Instagram <laughs> and uh, if you, what, what is your, your, it's a yoga elixir, right? That's the, at yes, yoga, it's at, at yoga elixir. At, at yoga elixir. So um, it is, uh, I've tried a number of things. The only thing that I haven't tried, I'll be honest with you, is the, uh, is the, the headstand, handstand. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I know, I know that you do that quite a bit, but there are, there are a number yeah. of things that I've, I've done because I, I, I walk or run a lot. And, um, so it's all, I always like to stay as limber as I can and stretch out, but there, there, there've been a number of exercises that you have shared on, on your Instagram uh, channel that have really helped me out considerably just from my normal workout, um, practice. And, you know, as you get older, you need to stretch and you need to, you know, keep, yes. those, <laughs> keep, keep those muscles 
muscles going. Otherwise, they will atrophy <laughs> and you will lose them. So, but yes. but, but no, I, I I I certainly do appreciate that. So now at 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 um at your studio, you guys practice power yoga uh, solely, or do you do other types of yoga? So we do power yoga, and that's that's. Um, when we opened, that was our, our niche. That was what we were known for. That's what actually set us apart in the community. So we're actually the only power yoga studio, true power yoga studio within Northwest Arkansas. About eight months after we opened, though, we added a class called Deep Stretch, which is more of that, you know, it's going to be dark, it's going to be candlelit, you're going to be on your back for the majority of the time, just really working deeply into um, the muscles and the joints and um, developing flexibility from that standpoint. So no, no breaking of the sweat in that class, no heart rate getting high, no cardiovascular workout in that class. So we really offer at the studio the yin and the yang of the practice, the, the high-intensity power yoga where you're going to break that sweat, and then the deep stretch where you're, it's more calming, it's more relaxing, and the focus is on true flexibility. Yeah. And, and I would say, and then now have you, are you at the point now where you've trained a bunch of other people, um, to be, uh, power yoga instructors or, uh, have, have people just come to you with power yoga experience and joined your team? Um, so both, I'm actually wrapping up my second year at the studio and leading a teacher training program. Um, and so we'll actually be graduating the second class of yoga teacher trainings, um, in a couple of weeks. And I've also had um, ladies come to me and uh, interview at the studio and we've hired them on um, from other, either other studios or they've moved in from out of town and wanted to join us. So a mixture of both. Okay. All right. And then obviously you are the only um, black owned yoga studio in Northwest Arkansas. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. That's what I, th- I thought I read that I wasn't sure, but I figured I would ask, um, you know, and I, and I think that's, that's also exciting as well. Uh, as certainly as, as, as more and more African-Americans move to Northwest Arkansas, um, you know, they've got options and, and you are certain your, your, uh, yoga studio is certainly one of them. Um, what, what have, and, you know, given with everything that's going on now, and, and I, you know, I like to talk a little bit about everything, but how has, uh, how has the, the, the pandemic affected you guys um, with, with regard to your studio? Obviously, you were closed for a period of time, as was most places, but how have you guys been able to kind of bounce back, if you will, if there is such a thing with regard to, to the business, with regard to having classes again? How have, Has it been more of a hassle because of all of the extra requirements in order to kind of keep everything fresh and safe? What, what has that been like for you guys? You know, I, I'm so very thankful and blessed to say that we were not drastically affected by the pandemic and having to close. Um, the studio has done very, very well since we've opened and we've really grown a close community, a very close and supportive community of clientele. And those client, that clientele supported us throughout the pandemic. Um, we didn't have people canceling memberships or jumping ship. They were still financially supportive of the studio, even though they couldn't come into the studio. We offered online classes um, during the closure, which was different for my teachers. <laughs> I have a lot of experience teaching online, um, but most of them did not. And it's a whole new game to teach a power yoga class online. So not only does it mean you have to teach it, you actually have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do it, get out of breath, and also try to instruct. So that was, that was um, a learning curve for a lot of them. 
Um, but I think that what we dealt with mostly during the closure was just kind of like the emotional aspect of having to close the business. You know, like I said, this is a, a community that's very close knit and supportive that we've created and just not being able, you know, for the teachers to see each other or to see our clientele, that was pretty hard. And, um, me as a business owner who has, you know, opened this building, this this business and developed it and nourished it into something that's successful, having to close that down through no fault of your own was pretty tough for me. Yeah. 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 There, there was a couple of times I remember standing in the studio. So the studio is normally hot because it's, you know, hot yoga, but right. there was a couple of times when I would go into the studio and it's just, it's dead cold and quiet. And, you know, I remember just standing there a couple of times and crying because, you know, oh, this is my baby. <laughs> I want people, <laughs> I want people here. I want people, right. you know, experiencing what I'm trying to offer them and the power of yoga. And so not even from a, from a mon- monetary aspect, it's just, you know, not being able to, to nourish and continue to be involved in this community that we've created was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I get it. I mean, Every every vertical or every industry in our area is struggling in some way, shape, or form. I mean, some some businesses are doing okay. There's a couple of pizza shops that are just, you know, they're selling <laughs> a lot of pizza right now. But, but 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 outside of that, you know, you know, there are there is some there is some pain there, and I know that there is still yeah. concern about what the fall holds because. I was reading an article in the New York Times about how so many cities that are tied to a university and the, the amount of money that comes in from that university and from the students and the teachers and all of that, 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 um, that still remains to be seen. I think it'll be interesting for, for you know, what happens specifically here in Fayetteville, but, but, um, but I'm hopeful that uh, we, we will get through this and uh, be stronger because of it. So. You know, yes, so, yes, 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 yes. So that as far as re as far as reopening though, it hasn't been too much of a hassle. You know, we're just doing what we're told, making people wear masks, <laughs> taking temperatures and you know, not lingering in the studio <laughs> like we Afterward. used to. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. that was that was huge for the studio before the pandemic was people love to come into the studio like 30 minutes early and just get to know each other, talk about their days, talk about their weeks, their plans and everything that they had going on. So people that you norm that would normally probably never speak or meet or cross in real life right. came into that space and made friends with each other. And so that was huge for us. Yeah. And that's, and you know, and I've actually only, I mean, I've done yoga quite a bit before I moved here. And then when I moved here, I, I had, um, I worked with a colleague that was a yoga instructor. So she did a couple of yoga classes at my old company that I worked at. And then I took a couple of classes at Trailside. Don't, don't hold that against mm-hmm. me. I just, I just, I don't, know about, I don't I, I did not know about yours, but I'm coming to I yours don't. as soon as I, <laughs> I will be down there to, to stretch my, uh, stretch myself. Um, and hopefully, uh, <laughs> you know, end up better because of it. But, uh, you know, I mean, there, there is something to be said for going into those environments. And I still, you know, have, have connections with people that I've done yoga with because it's not, it's not like your normal thing. It's not like you run to the gym and go lift some weights. It's a little different. And so, Mm uh, so there, there, there is that, um, you know, the other thing, one of the other reasons why I wanted to talk to you is because, you know, and I think some people listening to this would benefit from what I'm going to ask you, but your social media game is on point. All right. So I'm just going to put you. it out there. Yeah, I'm going to put it out there. And I don't <laughs> know. You. I don't know if that was because of um, 
Lululemon or and Garmin, or was did you already <laughs> feel like you had yourself together as far as that's concerned to present yourself to the world via social media, even before you started doing the things that you do as an ambassador and spokesperson for both of those um, actually uniquely different products and companies so you yeah know, i mean garmin for people that don't know garmin is garmin garmin you want to tell people about, about garmin and then we can talk a little bit about uh, lululemon so garmin i feel like people's first experience with garmin was probably you know when we were buying gps systems to go into our cars right, right, <laughs> when, when, right. when people stopped you know use stop google using google to search things and printing out directions well then there came garmin so garmin first started making gps systems um, that you could take in and out of your car mm -hmm. and then eventually got into the wearable market with uh watches basically so now they are making i feel like the majority of their um their business that that your listeners would be familiar with are the wearables like the run watches basically you know i'm a runner i want to be able to track my miles and i need a garmin to do that so garmin is going to help you track your miles track your fitness track your water intake um track your calories and you know just everything it's basically like an apple watch but i feel like a little smarter okay. <laughs> and more okay. and more t and more targeted if that makes sense yeah, no, it does. It does make sense. And actually, it's funny. I was going to ask you about that because I, I know that there are pros and cons to to trying to wear a a, a smartwatch w when you do yoga. I mean, obviously, yes. people wear them when they work out and lift and all that, or when you go out and run. But what is your what are you pro or not or, or against wearing a smartwatch when doing yoga? Um. I if I'm staying true to the practice, I would say don't wear it. <laughs> okay. But um, I, because it's a distraction. If you can take, if you can wear it and it not be a distraction, then yes, you know, feel free to track your calories. But if you're, you know, watching, looking at text messages, looking at the time, and you know, doing all these other things, checking email in your watch, I would say to leave it in the other room and not practice with it. But if you can practice and not look at it, hey go for it. I think it's a great way to, to track calories. And we have a lot of um, clients that actually um, do track their calories and their heart rate during the class. So if it's being used for that, I'm all for it. Just no texting or checking email. <laughs> right. Because you should be focusing on yourself when you're, especially when yes. you're in a yoga class. Um, absolutely. That, absolutely. That would, that would have to go without saying. So then, then tell me just a little bit about uh, Lululemon. So Lululemon, um, and believe it or not, there are still people who, who've never heard of Lululemon, which I which surprises me because they have a or, huge, or, or they're like huge... me and they mispronounce it, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, trust me, there are people listening to this podcast that have called it, oh, I didn't know it was Lululemon. I thought it was Lululemon. No, it yeah. was Lululemon. <laughs> And yeah. uh, even I said it wrong when we got on the original part of this call, but, uh, but yeah, you, you corrected me right quick and uh, I appreciate that. Oh, no worries. So Lululemon um, was initially um, established as a, a um, athletic wear for yoga company. So they basically started making yoga pants and then ventured out into other yoga products, uh, eventually ventured out into the run game and then to the um, what they call um, office travel commute. So which is basically things you could wear to work or maybe even wear to gym and then wear out to happy hour. So they're a clothing company, athleisure company that has expanded their, from their roots within yoga, but still very deeply seated um, values and goals that surround yoga and the yoga practice. 
And and there is a store right above you. Is that correct? Right above yes, your, your location uh-huh. there, which is next to our Sega's, which is where I love to get some coffee when I'm downtown Fayetteville. So just a big mm-hmm. shout out to uh, Carrie, our Sagan family and and to the uh, Lululemon store that's right there. And then once you've purchased the items that you want to wear, you can go right downstairs to Yoga Elixir and work out and try that's them right. out, right? <laughs> yeah. So it kind of yeah. works out that way. So so how how uh, have you have you enjoyed being an ambassador for them? I mean, they're they're a huge. I mean, they're a worldwide brand. So yes. how has uh-huh. that, how has that that actually been for you as far as that's concerned? It has changed me definitely as a person. It has changed me as a yoga teacher. It's changed me as a yoga practitioner. Um, one of the things they tell you when they ask you to be an ambassador and you accept is that, you know, this opportunity is what you make of it. And just like anytime you hear that, there are going to be people that take great advantage and put great effort into um, the partnership. And then there are going to be people who don't. <laughs> yeah. And so I, um, I have uh, very benefited a lot from the partnership, and the the partnership has also benefited a lot from me, um, the company Lululemon, and that's what they that's what they like. They want to benefit from you, and they want you to benefit from them. Um, I've had the opportunity. My first year, I was selected as what's called a um, a, a summit ambassador, which is where Lululemon invites 100 ambassadors from around the world to Vancouver and basically treat them to four days of um, self-work, business work, meditation, yoga, and, you know, just a nice time at the Four Seasons in Vancouver. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> it was kind of, um, after being invited up there, you know, I really, my purpose for my yoga career really, really hit home for me, which wow. was making yoga more inclusive for everybody and mm-hmm. increasing the number of black teachers in the yoga profession. Yeah. And that's what I've been working towards ever since. Yeah. You know, and it's, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, obviously there are not a lot of us, meaning Af- African-Americans yes. that, that do yoga period. Right. I mean, I, I was always, right. it, it would be rare. Like when I lived out, I, I, th- I lived out in the Bay area for six years. I was in Berkeley. I used to take yoga classes all the time. I'd see some black people there. Um, when I went to Boston, I never saw black people taking yoga and I was really surprised yeah. at that. And I was like, wow, I wonder why I was in Atlanta. Of course there were a lot of black people, but that's also Atlanta and DC, mm-hmm. the same thing. But, um, you know, it, it's just, it's not as popular in the African American community as some other exercise activities. And, and I'm wondering, uh, what do you think, uh, wh- what is, what has been your, um, goal in terms of getting more involvement of African Americans in yoga? Um, to be honest, the way I approach the, the problem in the situation, because it, it, we have to treat it like a problem because it is, which means we have to brainstorm and think of solutions, um, to solve the problem. Why yoga, when it came over, you know, to the United States was heavily, heavily marketed towards rich white women. Right. And it's, it's, it's probably, if I'm being honest, still being marketed heavily, heavily, heavily towards rich white women. Right. It's better than it, it's better than it was. And companies who have a huge platform like Lululemon, like Yoga Journal and other huge brands, it's really up to them. It's going to be up to them to change this, this view of whitewashed yoga because they helped create it. Yeah. And, and when I went to Vancouver during the Lululemon summit that I, stood up during a forum and I said that, that, you know, this is partly your fault. (laughs) 
you're going to have to help fix it. And they were like, we absolutely agree. And they have. Um, but I think the way I like to think of approaching the problem is representation. If you see people that look like you mm -hmm. doing the things that you want to do, you're more apt to do them. Yeah. You're more apt to feel welcome, to not be scared. And you, you're more likely to feel safe. That's one thing that, I, that, that I'm very proud of with the studio is that when people ask me what it is, I say it's a safe space for everybody, no matter what you look like, to come and experience the power of yoga. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard, you know, and I've experienced this firsthand as a black woman who loves yoga, walking into a studio where the clientele is all white, the instructors are all white, and you are the only person of color. That's not a safe space. Right. Because while while I'm there, I feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. so that space is not safe for me. So my ideal space, which is what we've created at Elixir Yoga Lounge, is to create a space that is safe. And part of that safety is representation. You're yeah. going to see people that look like you. Right. 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 Yeah. No, I I, I love that because I mean, I think what people that people that haven't done yoga before or or, or, or you know participated in yoga sessions, I mean, you you have to be all in or nothing when you go when you take a yoga class. You can't you can't <laughs> like phone it in. Like I've gone to the you know how you you can go to the gym and just kind of half hearted do your stair master, yes. half hearted do your bench and all that. You can't do that with yoga. I mean, no, you got to You no. either have to be or it's 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 going to be really evident. And yes, you know, it's, 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 it just doesn't work. It just, it just yeah. does not work. So, right. Yeah. So, well, well, tell me this. Um, so your, your social media game, I mean, you have a ton of followers. I mean, what did you, did you take any classes to kind of expand your ability to reach? I mean, cause the thing I like about your, your, and I follow you primarily on Instagram. So you post mm -hmm. quite a bit on there at least once a day, if not more, a lot of times you're posting a lot of positions that you do um, just providing some feedback. And, and, and there, there are some long form videos that you show that you put on there when you're working out. But, but how, how did you develop that, that scheme for how you, how you put out your social, posts and is there a method to your madness do you follow like an editorial calendar with the with the stuff that you're going to put out or do you just kind of share what you're feeling at the time so i try to keep it organic for the most part and share what i'm feeling at the time just because that that speaks to authenticity and i think that people and i always want to be authentic no matter you know what people think i want to stay true to myself but people are drawn towards authenticity you know, you, you have um, yoga pages or pages on Instagram that look very professional, but it's a person, <laughs> right. right? And that, and that, that makes people feel like it's, it's fake. It's not authentic. Like who is this person really though? Yeah. So one thing that I've always tried to be is, is very authentic. Um, when I got on Instagram, actually, you know, a few years after I got on Instagram, I um, became friends with a lady and kind of internship with her who is a yogi based in Florida. Her name is Beach Yoga Girl. That's her, that's her, her handle is at Beach Yoga Girl. Carrie Verner is her name. But okay. she was one of the first yogis to have over a million followers on Instagram. Wow. And yeah, and so I learned a lot <laughs> about just the yoga business, about social media from her. And we're still friends to this day. She's one of my mentors. Um, and it, it's a lot it's a lot to learn. <laughs> so when yeah. you say that, is there a method to my madness? You know, absolutely. 
when I teach my, um, when I lead my yoga teacher trainees, we spend a whole weekend on social media and yoga business. So there's a lot to learn. <laughs> okay. And but have, posting more than once a day is a start. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You have to post more than once a day and you have to be interesting. Yeah. The thing I like about your post too is that uh, again, you, you know, you kind of engage your whole your whole your whole self, right? Like, I mean, I know mm -hmm. that you are a Kansas City Chiefs fan. You sell it, congratulations! Mm -hmm. you, celebrate, <laughs> you celebrated your team going to the Super Bowl and all that other stuff, and you know, you you kind of share your whole self, which is kind of cool. And I try, I try I try to do the same thing, but you're absolutely right. Being organic and being natural with social media and not being fake goes much further. And you build what I would call more social credibility that way than trying to yes. create a persona of something that maybe you really aren't, you know? Yes. Um, and I think that's- And that's exhausting. That's exhausting to keep a persona that's <laughs> not is. you, right? It is. It is. <laughs> and it's so funny because um, I had somebody tell me the other day, I mean, when after the whole George Floyd incident- you know, I just I, I was honestly tired um, as an as a black man, as an African-American in this country. Uh, my grandfather was a civil rights leader. And, you know, mm -hmm. for me, it's like I'm 50 and I was just like, man, this is, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired of this. But at the same time, I was like, you know, I have a platform. I just want to share how I'm feeling. And I was right. like totally transparent and raw in a podcast episode I did. And I got more responses and feedback mm -hmm. from people than anything than than a lot of the others i mean i've gotten a lot of a lot of listens a lot of people have listened to all i mean i've tons of episodes that are super popular but that was probably one of the most popular and people just appreciated right. the freshness and just sharing how you felt so, yeah they want to um, see who you really are yeah as opposed yeah. to like some some super edited great looking photo <laughs> that could probably appear appear in a magazine that's great too but who are you outside of that yeah yeah no absolutely so i think there's there's something to be said for that and that and that would be a good message for anyone out there trying to improve your your social media game uh whether it's just to do it on a personal level or if you're getting a business started i think it's just to be as shakespeare said to thine own self be true and let people mm -hmm. see who 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 the who the real you is, and then uh, let it go from there. Because there's gonna there's always gonna be some people that don't like you, no matter what you do. Yes. No matter oh, how yes. you do it, how you <laughs> say it, there's always gonna be some people that are just like they're gonna be dismissive of you or not like you, and that's okay yes. because there's gonna be more people that like you. And yeah, um, those aren't your people. That's yeah, what exactly. my friend Carrie would say. It's try. okay because th those aren't your people. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I want to ask you about this before we close up. Now, have you, do you follow or have you seen some of the videos of, uh, for yoga with Adrian? Yoga with Adrian. I think I have. Yeah. She's out of Austin, Texas. She's somebody that has oh, yes, yes, several yes. years and uh -huh. she has a huge following on YouTube. And, um, I, I was just amazed at a lot of the stuff that she created during the quarantine, uh, during the pandemic, uh, online. And I, I just thought, man, based on that, I was curious to know whether or not with all of the new opportunities that have been presented to go online, are you going to focus some more on that in the in the future right like, absolutely okay so there there is going to be there's going to be you're going to have the the physical and in in your in person but there is there's there's you're saying there's room for uh yoga elixir online and that there's going to be um definitely an expansion of those offerings absolutely so um my my we're in a different time now and you have to change with the times 
yeah. or you get left behind. Right. <laughs> so, and I, I honestly believe that probably when um, the end of the year hits, that we'll probably be re-quarantined. And I hope not, but I, I mean, I'm planning for it. Right, right. <laughs> I'm planning right. for it. Um, so absolutely, we're going to up the yoga game, uh, the online yoga game at the studio for sure. Not just showcasing me in that with that, but also the teachers that I've trained and I've hired. Because I've always said with as far as my business, you know, I don't want this to be all about me. The, sp- yeah. the, the spotlight is not on me here. And I, and I tell my ladies that, and I, you know, I, I want them to believe me and I hope they believe me. And so whenever we have huge opportunities, you know, like that, it's not all about me. It's about you guys too. Um, right. I have my own thing on the side yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is all about me. Right. right? And so right. I hope to, um, to release more videos on YouTube. And um, I'm also in talks with uh, friends of mine in the business about just, uh, just an online uh, platform subscription platform for yoga. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be great. I mean, I'm looking here on your website and, uh, it is, it is elixir yoga lounge.com. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. So, and there's a lot of information on here. You've got the virtual studio, you've got your, you have a store, um, there are events and then you, and then also a link for online classes. So we'll make sure to put all of that in the show notes for anybody that wants to, to check it out. And I would certainly recommend that, that people, uh, reach out to you just to at least take a class or two. Do you have a special for people that are just getting introduced to Elixir Yoga Lounge and what's the easiest? Yes. Way for them to do that so uh yes we do so new clients of ours we um give uh not give but <laughs> offer um two weeks of unlimited yoga come as much as you want in that two weeks um, we have classes six days a week we take sundays off just like chick-fil-a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in that two weeks if you wanted to come you know 12 days in a row you could do that right. um and it's and it's 49 dollars Wow. Which, okay. yeah. So two weeks for $49, or you can just come try it out. One class, one drop in class is $18. We have uh, mat rentals for you. If you don't have a mat, we have those that you can rent. Um, and also, if you are not in Northwest Arkansas and you want to try a class, we have, you know, virtual classes that you could sign up for as well. Right. It's like Peloton. But yeah, better. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I, yes, thank you. I love that. Okay, good, good. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to come down and check it out, and um, you know, spend two. I'm going to to find two weeks where I can just you know get get my money's worth, but also really try to explore the full gamut of offerings because you have a lot. And if you come here and look, uh, you can easily book online, and it, it's pretty it's pretty laid out, and there are spaced out classes are spaced out accordingly. So, uh, yeah, I definitely want to encourage people to to check these guys out at elixiryogalounge.com. If anybody wants to reach out to you, uh, Nicole, what's the best way for them to connect with you? So, um, the website is a great place to connect, just for general information. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm at yoga, Y-O-G-A, Elixir, E-L-I-X-I-R. Um, the studio's website or the studio's Instagram, excuse me, is at Elixir Yoga Lounge, which is E-L-X-R-Y-O-G-A-L-O-U-N-G-E. Um, we also have a phone number that you can text for the business if you have any general inquiries. It's 479-310-5199. Okay. Well, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, is there a, um, uh, how long have you been here in Northwest Arkansas? 
since 2003. Okay. So, so you, you, you're kind of like an OG when it comes to that. Cause I, yeah, I mean, I know there yeah. are people that were born here, but I mean, you, you, I mean, that's a long time. That's 17, yeah. years, 18 years. What, where, mm-hmm. where, where do you like to go when you, when you are hanging out with family or friends and you want to go get a, a nice bite to eat? Do you have a favorite restaurant? And I know oh, that's nice. a tough, that's, that's a tough question. Well, I, I hate asking that to people because like, I know a bunch of restaurant owners. So mm-hmm. if I mention just one, then others <laughs> will like, throw me shade. Like, what's up, dude? You didn't mention me or whatever. So yeah. But, yeah. But, but I don't want, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but. No, no. Put me on the spot. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I love to be social. I love to go out for happy hour um, and dinner. So I have a couple, a few different ones. So my favorite local, local spot. It's called Leverett Lounge. Oh, of course. And it's and it's near the university. You heard of Leverett Lounge. It's so sure. cute and quaint, and the food is great. The martinis are excellent. Um, at my big chain restaurant that I love, Ruth's Chris. Okay. <laughs> love Ruth's Chris and Rogers. Um, sure. Yeah, and then there is another restaurant that opened off off the square in Fayetteville called Atlas that I only got to visit a few times before you know everybody had to shut down. But I'm really um uh ready to get back into there and enjoy some of the things they have favorite bar maxine's of course of course so we've had <laughs> we've had hannah uh withers on the show and um, uh-huh. and of course we actually met i i interviewed her in maxine's tap room and and mm. we talked about leverett lounge and that korean fried chicken is out of this world oh. so yes uh, i get the it, cauliflower it, oh yeah, yeah yeah it, it, it will hurt <laughs> you and uh but there's so many great places to eat in northwest arkansas that's that's the thing that i i don't think realize is that i mean you've got some um james beard award um nominees and winners here in northwest arkansas so they're there our food game is uh on par with anybody's uh i'll put it up there with anyone's as far as that's concerned so yeah um but yeah that's that's really nice um so so and 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 when you when you are not at the gym when you are out and about and, and because it, it is, there are so many things to do outdoors. Is Do you have any one thing that you like doing, maybe riding around Lake Fayetteville or hiking um, Devil's Den or. So I, I have to admit, I'm not a huge hiker because I'm scared of bugs, <laughs> <laughs> but I do um, love to rollerblade. So it's a friend and I got some rollerblades last year and we've been slowly, but surely learning how to rollerblade along the trails. Um, there's also a custom skateboard shop called the path in Fayetteville that, um, I'm going to go probably this week or next and have a custom skateboard built so I can learn to skateboard. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, because you already know yoga, that should help you out there as far as that's concerned. I hope. So, yeah. I'm hoping. So, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well we'll, well, we'll look forward to seeing some um, some posts on Instagram once you get your skateboard all set up. So Cool. Uh, yeah, well, that's awesome. You'll well, see them. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast and just sharing a little bit about your story. And I, I certainly hope people were encouraged by what you shared. I know I was, and, um, and I look forward to uh, continually watching watching your ascent as you continue to grow um, with the Yoga Elixir Lounge uh, as a representative and ambassador for Lululemon as well as with Garmin. So I know the sky is the limit for you. So it's it's going to, the future looks really bright. So I, I want to congratulate you now. And I want to say thank you again for, for taking time out of your schedule to just spend a few minutes with me and the rest of my I Am Northwest Arkansas tribe. So we really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun.
Oh, good, good. I'm glad you like it. Well, there you have it, folks. Another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. I really appreciate you guys taking time out of your schedule to check this out. As you know, our podcast comes out every Monday, right around 12-ish or so. I, I never want people to pin me down to a specific time, but by noon, Mondays, it's, uh, there's always a new episode out. So we appreciate you taking time to listen to it. You can listen to this podcast wherever great podcasts can be found. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, Apple, wherever you name it, you can find us. And by the way, did you know that you can listen to us on your Amazon Ale- on your Amazon Alexa? So if you have a, a little Alexa in your home, just say, hey, Alexa, play the latest episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast, and you'll have it just like that. So that's all I have for you this week. We really appreciate you guys. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Uh, we continue to share the intersection of business, culture, on entrepreneurship and life in the Ozarks and how you play into that. So we appreciate you guys so much and we will see you next week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.